Welcome back to the Victoria Police Recruitment Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing an alternative role to the police officer role, which is police custody officer. Today I'm joined by PCOs Carl Rosevier and Danielle Parsons. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Not a problem. Happy to be here. So PCO stands for Police Custody Officer, and today we'll talk about this role. But firstly, I'd really love to know what inspired you both to become a PCO and what you were doing beforehand. Carl, let's start with you. Uh, For me, I grew up in a policing family. My uncle uh, was in the Federal Police base out of Canberra, and my old man was a member of Victoria Police for 22 years. Um, So I grew up around a a policing environment. So I guess the organisation appealed to me pretty much from a young age, and that was my goal ever since in primary school, was to to join Victoria Police in any capacity. Prior to this, I studied after high school. I finished year 12, studied a Cert 4 in sports and recreation. I still knew that I wanted to join Victoria Police eventually down the track. Yeah, I just thought I wasn't quite ready just out of school. So I decided to study. I studied for a year. I then went and worked at Cash Converters for two years. Uh, which was really good, helped probably develop my people skills a lot more. And then when this opportunity became available, I straight away yeah, took it with both hands. Yeah, awesome. And Cash Converse, I'm sure, would have helped develop your communication skills yeah. as well as your conflict resolution skills. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. And what about you, Danielle? I started off in pharmacy when I was 16, my first job out of school. Um, my dad was a prison officer growing up, so he was in that for 30-something years. So I always had that interest in that sort of the crime and that type of thing. Um, I wanted to be a police officer from a, a young age, but obviously being young, etc., you know, you, you needed a bit more life experience and stuff. So I went and did a, a Bachelor of Health Science in nursing and I worked as that for a couple of years. And then I tried out when I was in 1995, uh, missed out, found out I was pregnant with my first child. So raised a family, went back into pharmacy and then decided I hadn't lost the passion for doing it. And I thought this would be something good to um, have a go at, maybe as a stepping stone, because I still always wanted to be in the policing, you know, industry. Um, And yeah, I've loved it. And that's why I'm still doing it. So it's been three and a half years now. And yeah, I'm really happy. It's great to hear that you both had an interest from a young age and that you you got some life experience in between, but then eventually found your way to, yeah, work with Victoria Police. Now, I want to talk about the role itself and what PCOs actually do. So PCOs assist at police stations to safely manage people in custody. PCOs work shifts and must be available to work a rotating roster to perform day, afternoon and night shifts. Shifts are typically eight hours. Had either of you ever worked shifts before and what does a typical shift look like? Um, obviously I had as a nurse I'd work shift work um, and then a couple of jobs I'd had in between um, I had as well but previous in the few years beforehand no but yeah you need to be definitely organized with having shift work having a family that type of thing yeah the type of shifts obviously you can have your morning shift your jailer court shift there's afternoon shifts etc um the nine o'clock shift which we call it as the court escort uh you take prisoners to court and back they come up on a, a bus in the morning or it could be people that have been remanded overnight whatever um you take them to court bring them back you organize solicitor visits, if they've got assessments that need to be done for corrections or uh, KISP or those type of things. And it's often a very busy shift. It's organising paperwork, uh, making sure you've got all your correct hold-to paperwork and stuff like that. And so that that's a good shift and a busy shift. Yeah, great. And what about you, Carl? Did you have any shift work experience prior? As, as I said earlier, I 
came from a, a Monday to Friday job working nine to five, so I hadn't done any shift work at all or experienced it at all prior. Um, so coming into it, it's quite difficult for your body to adjust. Or I found myself it was quite difficult for your body to adjust. Um, but it certainly doesn't take that long for your body to adjust, and then you start reaping the benefits. I obviously don't have a family yet. I'm still quite young, but being able to organise appointments throughout the week, um, you can certainly organise it a lot better. Being able to work an afternoon shift, you can organise things for the morning, working a morning shift. Being only eight-hour shifts, you can you can work a morning shift, finish at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, and you've still got the rest of your afternoon to to get things done. And what about that jailer shift that Danielle mentioned? What does that look like? Uh, a jailer shift is pretty much, it's the the main shift initially when PCOs were created before the role really progressed and evolved. Um, that was a main shift that you did every day. Um, so it's pretty much how the role is described. It's to manage the, the safety and welfare of, of persons in police care and custody. So it's uh, making sure their medical needs are attended to whilst they're in your custody, getting them to and from court, uh, liaising with internal external stakeholders and things like that. So, yeah, your main focus on that shift is their safety and well-being. Fantastic. Great. I wanted to point out that while PCOs assist police at stations, it's not a policing role. So the recruitment process is slightly different to police and PSO roles. PCO positions are classified as VPS, which is Victorian Public Servants, and jobs are advertised as they become available. To apply, you'll need to fill in an application form and include all information stated on the job listing. The current PCO recruitment process is taking around five months to complete. Similar to police and PSO, you will have an assessment day where there will be fitness testing, cognitive and job skill testing and psychological screening. You will also have a medical testing phase and need to complete a panel interview. If you are successful and have no prior experience managing persons in custody, you will then undertake an eight-week course at the academy. If you have prior experience in managing persons in custody, you may be eligible to undergo a recognised current competency course. So I'd love to know, what was your experience at the academy like? Uh, the academy can be a very intimidating place. I remember rocking up there on a, on a Sunday night ready for the Monday morning and it's quite intimidating, especially when it's dark outside. <laughs> um, I'd been a young 21-year-old at the time. Um, but you soon find out that it's just a big supportive environment. The training can be intense at times and you are required to study at the end of, of your day. But yeah, as I said, the instructors aren't there to, to make you fail or they don't want to see you fail. They want to push you through as best as they can. Yeah, it's awesome to hear there's that support there. Yeah. yeah. And what about you, Danielle? How did you find it? Oh, I loved it. I'm um, coming in that first night, the Sunday night, and walking into that main corridor with the black and white tiles, I was just, wow. <laughs> and especially when you see the, the chapel and stuff like that. It, Yeah, it was a great place. I, I loved it and loved the course. And yeah, the instructors were great and the support. And yeah, it was really good. As you've mentioned, the Academy is an intense commitment, but you also both said that there is a lot of support available from your squad members and from your instructors. And Danielle, I'd love to know, what's been a rewarding experience in your career? Um, I think is knowing that you are making a difference with the persons in custody. I've seen a change from when I first started to now in their attitude towards us. They know now that we're there to help them and not hinder them. And they're more respectful of us now. You know, you get them now at the end of the stay coming up and saying, thank you, thanks for everything you've done for me or thanks for making that phone call or what, the way you've treated us, you've made us the stay here a lot better. And just knowing that you are making a difference to someone, yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing. It must be very rewarding. It is, definitely. Yeah. And Carl, do you have a similar experience? Yeah, just reiterating what Daniil said, I think it's just 
the opportunity to make a difference in, in someone's life. Obviously, uh, they're in custody for a reason and just the opportunity to put through, we have access to put through referrals for them so they can access uh, support networks outside of police custody. So whether or not they pursue that referral is completely up to them, but just knowing that you're assisting them in rehabilitation and things like that along the track and just knowing you're making a difference, at least in that small part of their life where they are in custody and they're under your supervision. And in terms of a challenging experience, is there anything that you found challenging about the role? Probably um, the main thing is you have to treat everyone with equality, you know, regardless of the crime they've committed. You can't, you know, treat them any differently. You have to put all your beliefs, etc., aside and, and treat them with the dignity, respect, all of that type of thing while they're under your care. So that's probably one of the, yeah, the challenging things. And Carl, do you have a similar experience with challenges like that or is there something different that you find challenging? I think everyone finds different aspects of the role challenging. Um, for me, a challenging part can be, I mean, our role is pretty much 99% communication. Communication is our best tool. Uh, but unfortunately, sometimes when a lot of people that come into custody are under the influence of drugs or alcohol and unfortunately, communication just doesn't work with them. And have either of you ever considered a career in policing either as a PSO or as a police officer? Or are you happy within the PCO role? I think initially I did become a PCO to transition over to police. I completed the pre-promotional supervisors course in February alongside with Daniil. It's allowed me to pursue a different, I guess, aspect of our role. It's more based around supervising a team of police custody officers. So at this stage, I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing. Um, you never know what the future holds. I'm only young still. So hopefully a supervisor role is available to me in the future at some stage. But this stage, I'm just going to enjoy performing some upgrading and, yeah, going from there. Fantastic. And what about you, Danielle? Probably the same for me. Um, now with my age being 47, probably the next thing for me would be the supervisor role. So I'll be upgrading soon and um, and that'll be the next thing that I will look at going for that'll see me out for a while for my career. So, yeah, I'm happy um, with where I'm at at the moment. Fantastic. And, and it's role. good to hear there is that, you know, career progression within the PCO role. Yeah, definitely. And so before we finish off today, I'd love to know what kind of advice you have for anyone who is thinking of a career as a PCO, Danielle? I say go for it. Um, it's challenging but rewarding. You get great support from Victoria Police. When you're at the academy, um, when you come out, all the things you learn, if you have um, any issues, Victoria Police have been great. You know, their welfare services, etc., are really good. If you do have a family, you do have to be organised. But once you get yourself into a routine and with your shift work and stuff like that, it makes it easier. So, yeah, definitely give it a go. And the older I think you are too, it's a benefit because when you are dealing with the prisoners, in your persons in custody, they respect what you say because they know you've been around the block a few times and you've got kids and you've got a life. So, yeah, definitely. Your life experience helps too. So if you're older, give it a go. <laughs> And if you're younger, give it a go. <laughs> um, you never know if you never if you don't try. So the the job may not be for you, and you may find that out down the track. But if at this stage of the recruitment process you, you you're thinking that the job is for you and you would enjoy doing it, then give it a crack because you don't want to get five, ten years down the track and regret not giving it a go. The policing family is one big supportive family, mm. and I wouldn't have my career any other way, especially at this stage of my life. Um, so yeah, give it a crack great advice. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really great to hear about your experiences. 
Next episode, I'll be joined by First Constable Maddie Smith and Constable Gil Locke to talk about life as a new recruit. You've been listening to the Victoria Police Recruitment Podcast. For more information on the recruitment process or how to apply, please visit the Victoria Police Careers website at www.policecareer.vic.gov.au.